All right, guys, welcome back to the Optimize You podcast, where we talk about all things improving you and optimizing you, your health, your nutrition, your lifestyle, and everything in between. And today we are back. Alex, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. Got off a golf round this morning. Um, kind of played. It was like one of those rounds. It was like the roller coaster, right? First five holes, I was even par. Middle nine holes, I played like complete shit. And then I was two under for the last four. And so I, there you go. I ended up like kind of finishing out on a great note where I hit some unbelievable shots. But damn, like it was frustrating there for a while. Other than that, man, just it's been a busy ass week for me. I'm just kind of grinding and uh, kind of in that grind mode right now. How about you? Same, very similar. And I'm right there with you, dude. For me, all it takes is that one shot at some point during the day, making me feel like, okay, I can come back. And I actually, I got it in there somewhere, right? I think that's how golf is. So I love that you, you said you already got out there this morning. Yeah, man, I've been playing at like 7am. And so like, I'll play at 7am. But the thing is, is like, I'm one of the first people out. So I can play in less than two hours. Nice. Nobody's holding you up. Nobody's holding me up. I passed one group today. I played in hour 40. And then I was back working because I was, I, you know, obviously like we have some, some stuff going, we record podcasts here on, on Thursday. So I was like, I need to get a golf round on yesterday, got rained out. And so, uh, mm. I needed to get redemption. There you go. Well, good, man. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually implementing and, and using some more hybrids in my setup, man. I know that was like frowned upon for a long time, but the more and more I use hybrids, the better and better I play. It's like the easier to hit some of those lower clubs, man. So I'm not afraid to use them. I will use hybrids. How about you? Oh yeah. I love hybrids. I, I use, I got a three, four in my bag. Yep. And at this course, I play with some of a member at this course up here for the summer, just like a limited membership to steal. If I literally, if I pay, if I play twice a week for the rest of the, the summer, I save at least a thousand bucks on this membership, which is, I mean, it's a no brainer. And so I've been trying to schedule two to three rounds a week. But yeah, I big on the hybrids. This course has it's a mix of I only have to take my driver out on like a few of the par fours. Otherwise, like I you know I could take my driver out on, but it just doesn't make sense because it's kind of tight with some trees. And so I, yeah. I take my hybrid out, my four hybrid. I hit that on a lot of holes. So I'm huge, huge on that. But um, good shit, man. Well, good man. What do you say we get into it, man? We got a good one today. Diving into fixed versus growth mindset, which I think is something that we've never talked about on the show. We've talked a little bit about mindset here over the last like three, four episodes, some different things mixed in throughout our Q&A. But this is a really, really good topic because a lot of people are really fixed and really hold themselves back with their, their mindset that they have and just the things that they tell themselves. So like, first off, how would you define kind of the difference map between a fixed and a growth mindset. Yeah, I think you can go a lot of different ways about it. But the first thing that comes to my mind on the fixed mindset is somebody who may potentially be stubborn in their ways, or maybe doesn't even know that there's an alternative. So meaning that I like to think whatever you currently have, meaning your outcome, your current desire, or your current circumstance right now, I think it's important to address that that is due to whatever mindset that you've had previously up until this current point has literally yielded the exact outcome that we have right here, right now. Now, if that is something that you want to grow from and you're not satisfied or you're frustrated, you may be potentially falling in that fixed mindset category, meaning do you have a willingness to change? Are you going through some habits, some patterns that you may not even be aware of that are keeping you currently where you're at? And if you don't have a willingness to change, um, that, that's somebody who may be currently stuck in a fixed mindset. And so that's what I think when I currently think fixed mindset, or it could be somebody who is struggling with something, you know, we're in the health and fitness realm. So when I think fixed mindset, it's usually somebody who has got their current outcome and result but has a willingness to change. Those are the people that I love working with, right? So they may have potentially a fixed mindset. They may be struggling with something. They may be frustrated with something. They may be trying. So there's not a lack of effort there from trying, but their mindset still can potentially be fixed and being able to integrate them into our world and go, okay, there's an alternative or there's a potential alternative here. Um, and making that aware to people, I think is super key and super important. So I think you can have a fixed mindset and then it'll depend on the person of 
is the willingness there to change or are they going to continue to run and play that same record over and over and over? So that's my first initial thoughts when I think of a fixed mindset. What about you, man? How would you describe the, the fixed side of it? Like, how, wh what do you think of the fixed mindset? For me, like my mind directly goes to like not really believing in themselves and really like capping their abilities. That's kind of one of the things I, it's almost like a glass box that they're putting themselves in, right? It's like they, they're, they're already capping what they think is possible for themselves. And, you know, when you do that, I think a lot of times when we set goals, like we know that it's, it's already a cap. Cause like, that's what it's, they say, like with, with business and with different things, you want to set big goals and big dreams because generally you're going to kind of fall a little bit short of some of those things. And so if you think about, if you set a cap, that's like right over your head, Right. You're going to you're going to really struggle to, to get there because a lot of times when we get close, we start to get a little more complacent. So I think that's kind of where I go right away when it comes to fixed. And I like what you said with with not being willing to change. I think like fixed also could mean that where it's like you it's just somebody who's like set in their ways. They're really like their way or the highway, not really open to new ideas and really trying new things. They're, they they think that what they're doing is right and they're trying to really stay as comfortable as possible. And so that's kind of what I think about on the fixed mindset, like kind of two different avenues there. How about on the growth side of things? What do you what do you think about when when you say when you hear that? I think if it's it's something that I'm always personally trying to pursue. Now I will be finding myself caught in scenarios where I'm like, man, you know what? I'm I might be potentially in that fixed mindset. But I'm constantly trying to push and pursue, and I know you are too, and that's that's why we create things like this to be able to provide value to people. But it's it's almost something like I like to view it as you're never going to reach it. <laughs> but as long as you're constantly growing and striving, uh, it's it's kind of like one of those things. I always like to relate it to baseball. It's like as long as you're you understand you're going to fail, right? You you succeed three out of ten times, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. And so I like to put baseball percentages in my mind and go, okay. I may not ever reach there. I may not bat a thousand, but I can sure as hell bat better than zero. And if I can do that and I can do that consistently over an extended period of time and I can include and increase the amount of repetitions that I'm taking via practice, if you want to relate it to baseball, it's like to swing, how many reps you're taking off the tee, batting practice, right? Day in and day out, it's the same thing with our mindset. So for me, I'm like, how many seeds can I plant today? so that I can reap the harvest later. It's kind of like what we were talking about before. And if I do that, for me, it allows me to eliminate any sort of need to be perfect going into, because I think people, to your point, they'll set that bar super high, they'll set that standard super high, and they wanna grow, they have ambitions to grow from a mindset perspective. And all of a sudden they fall short from it. They get in this no man's land of they have really two options of going, getting frustrated because they haven't reached it, or two, going like, yes, I need to stay encouraged. I need to understand this is a stepping stone and I'll eventually get there if I continue to keep chipping away at this. And they'll they'll continue to have that growth mindset. But it's not easy. I think most people possess naturally by default the fixed side of things because it's easy. I think anytime you dip into the growth mindset where we like to hang out, where we like to be, where we like to stay learning, where we like to stay bettering ourselves, um, it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. And I think that's why most people shy away or don't engage in a growth mindset because they like what's comfortable. They like what is their current circumstance. They may not like the current outcome, but the ability and the, the process and the activities that get them there are comfortable because they're familiar. And as soon as they're familiar, anytime they got to step out like that, ah, man, I don't, I don't want to start going to the gym, but I know I need to, right? Or man, I knew, I know I need to change some of these food options, but I don't necessarily want to. Um, there's going to be friction. There's going to be uncomfortableness in that growth mindset and that growth transition. Uh, and if you do feel that, this is a shout out to anybody who does feel those things. You are on the right path. You are experiencing the growth side of things. So that's kind of what I envision the growth side. What about you, man? How do you see the growth mindset or how would you describe the growth mindset? Yeah, man, I, I think you said a lot of great things there. And this is definitely something that I am constantly working on. I, I am somebody who used to be locked in that fixed mindset. I think of growth and growth mindset, really anything's possible, right? I think understanding that if anybody else has done something that you can achieve that same thing and also doing something every day to move yourself forward. Like for me, 
my ultimate goal and mission is to do take one step closer to my own full true full potential every day right every day that i'm on earth and i think that's like almost like a growth mindset mantra right like it's like take one step towards that own your own true full potential every day you're on earth if you can kind of take that and you can understand that that step doesn't have to be this huge giant leap and that it can literally just be that little thing just a small step in the right direction means that you are moving you are growing and it is like that uncomfortable stuff that you talked about is so huge because like i don't think there's ever been any growth that has happened out of a place of comfort right it's like if you stay comfortable like maybe you'll make these like incremental growths like these little small speck growths but it's like it's not going to be anything that really shows up on a on a picture right you're not going to see a lot of stuff where you look back and you're like oh wow i've made some crazy growth so like definitely getting uncomfortable not being afraid to fail really pushing forward and i mean there's a lot of things that really go into this and i think today just on top of defining, which I think some of these can be very hard to define. There's probably a million different directions we can go with this on that side of things. But there's a lot of things that we can talk about here to help people grow into a growth mindset if they're currently in a fixed mindset or to really just like double down on growth. Because I know this is a topic that I am super passionate about. What would you say is your first thing that you would give people to help them start developing a growth mindset. Yeah. So if we're assuming that the person wants to grow in the first place, I think that's one of the biggest mishaps that I had from a coaching perspective is I was trying to help everybody. And I heard that analogy of like, I can only help the person who's trying to swim towards me. And when you put your perspective into that, it's like, oh, it makes it so much easier. You don't put so much pressure on yourself as a coach to be able to help people. Now, if somebody wants to move in that direction and they're like, dude, I am stuck in this limited mindset. I, this is, these are my thoughts on a daily basis. This is where I'm currently at. These are the current outcomes that I'm getting. And I'm just not happy. I just need to know what to do. How do I take the next step? What is the first step? Like those are my, those are my people. Those are my, that's my jam. And that's what I get really excited about. The first thing I love to do in those scenarios is to eliminate expectations right away. I think a lot of people have like these false expectations of their current scenario that like, oh, if I start, on January 1st, or if I start tomorrow, I'm going to be super ripped. I'm going to have a six pack, like in eliminating those expectations right off the bat, I think is so crucial. So key. And, and part of that for me is what I like to do is to eliminate a finish line. Yes, we can set goals. Yes, we can set standards for ourselves. Yes, we can understand what your current values are, and then we can progress from there. But I think people are so uh, finish line driven um, that we can use that to initially get you to start. But I like to eliminate any false expectations, meaning that's why health and fitness is such a cool thing is because you can't lie. You can't bullshit it, right? You either walk around and you look like a fucking Spartan or you don't, right? Like there's no like gray area in there. Like, of course, everybody's going to be different. But if you look the look, if you walk the walk and you talk the talk, chances are you understand the growth mindset that what it takes to be able to get that certain outcome you have to have a growth mindset. You can't put yourself in a scenario where you don't. And so that's why I love the inputs that you're putting in will directly correlate the outputs that you're getting out with health and fitness. There's no like, there's no cheating the system there. Like, and some people might argue and go, well, some people will cheat and take steroids. Yeah, sure. Like people will do that. But if you understood the amount of work that that person still put in, Trust me, they're still putting a ton of work in that you're seeing the tip of the iceberg. You're not seeing below the surface. Trust me, like I've been around it my entire life. So I think a lot of people will go, yeah, well, so-and-so, yes, there's going to be people that have that are genetically freaks, right? Yes, there's going to be people that have uh, less stressful circumstances than you might. Yes, of course, like there's always going to be these anomalies and these one-offs, but I think it's really important to just smash false beliefs, smash false expectations right out of the jump. And then that way there's no letdown when all of a sudden they've been putting hard work in and they've been diligent and they're like, okay, I'm going to adopt this growth mindset. And they're two, three weeks in and they're not super in shape and they're not super healthy yet. It's like, well, we also have to undo five, 10, 15 plus years of what you were currently doing, right? So in the small scheme of things, yes, it's going to be a much faster route, 
but you have to look overall, how long did it take you to get where you're currently at? Right. So I think eliminating and just crushing false expectations or, or limiting beliefs right out of the gate is so, so crucial uh, because it's a simple way to, okay, I'm in, I'm in this limiting belief system over here and I'm graduating over into a growth mindset. And all of a sudden I don't see success within the first two, three, four weeks. I'm going to slowly creep back into this limiting mindset, meaning I'm going to start talking to myself and saying, oh, this isn't possible for me. I knew I couldn't do this. You're proving yourself like right in terms of you not being able to get to where it is that you want to go. So I think that's really, really important. Um, I think you even mentioned too about uh, self-talk. So t tell me more about that. Cause that's a really big one, man. What are your thoughts on self-talk and, and more specifically how we speak to ourselves as we're engaging in this process? Yeah, no, I think that like what you said, like being able to, to really understand what you're saying. And sometimes this can be like unconscious. Cause I, I find myself saying this to myself on the golf course sometime, like you fucking suck. Right. Like, and, and, and like, it's like I had a shot and like, I catch myself a lot of times. I'm like, okay, now let's, let's not do that. Like, I know, I know how much like that stuff can get down under your subconscious. And so like being weary of that, like, Oh, you know, you suck or like all these like kind of things that you put yourself down with or saying, or even like metaphors. Sometimes we can use like metaphors that really can be really troublesome. I think to our, our psyche right? They can really wear on us. And so I think that that self-talk is huge. One thing that I have around that as well is like this inner critic, right? We have that harsh inner voice. So not even the stuff we say to ourselves out loud, but the stuff that we hear inside our head can be very difficult to, to get through. And so like, I've talked about this on, I think the overcoming myself episode, but there's a really good tip that I learned in NLP and also learned it from this book that I, that I've was reading called limitless by Jim quick. And he, he talks about like giving this voice a persona, right? Like we all have that voice and it tells us different things. Mine's told me like a lot of harsh things throughout my life. Like we're generally the harshest on ourselves, And a lot of times for me as well, like it's been validation based too. my voice. Like it's almost, it's a critic, but it's also like looking for acceptance, looking to fit in, which has kind of been my default. And so I would, they would ask like, Oh, what do you think that they felt about you? What do you think they thought about you? Right? Like all these things when I walked by people and when I was able to separate that voice from myself, give it a different persona, some crazy name, uh, like a really squeaky high voice. I put it outside as like a cartoon, like that it's speaking out, out to me. And then it starts to dissociate from that voice, from that inner critic. And you almost start laughing at it. Like I've, I've laughed at it when I'm like, oh yeah, like I hear it in my head as like this squeaky ass voice. And then I laugh, I'm like, oh, that's stupid, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. It kind of really allows you to understand that the stuff that you say and that your thoughts don't always, you don't have to buy into them. And I think that's another thing that I want to say is like our thoughts, they lead to actions, but every thought that we has, have doesn't have to be something we need to, to lean into. And I've been seeing this a lot recently with myself where I've had these thoughts like just kind of just bad thoughts, like of bad things happening, right? It's not even like bad thoughts about myself. It's just like, I see something and I'm like, I see these like terrible things happening. And I'm like, why is this going on? But then I remember it's like, I don't have to buy into these things, right? I can keep living on with my life. And so those things buying into every thought that you have is I think a lot of times associated with a fixed mindset. You know, it's like, uh, we like, we just have random thoughts. Like it just happens. I don't know anything about like why we have these crazy thoughts, but don't buy into those. Don't buy into those, but try to revert them. You know, try to think, you know, give yourself like a mantra. Like if you have like a mantra, I know like, like an AA, they have like the, the prayer, like God grant me the serenity to, I forget the whole thing to, to control or control the things I can to remember the things I can't and to know the difference. I, I, I botched it pretty bad there. Apologies. You're in the I ballpark. It, it sounds right. <laughs> yeah. It's about like controlling what you can, you know, how, making sure that you, you don't try to control things that you can't. And then like knowing the difference between those two things. And so I think that's like having a mantra for yourself or like a prayer that you use to, to really like center yourself and go and get yourself going back in the right direction can be a really, a really good thing. You know, you brought up, something around and it made me, it sparked a thought I had around comparing yourself to others. Cause you talked about expectations. You talked about like timelines, stuff like that and how like other people and what kind of I thought about is other people 
generally people will compare themselves to other people like, Oh, so-and-so lost 30 pounds last month. Like why I, I lost four, you know, like, and like, you know, like this kind of like you get all frustrated about it. And the thing that I would say when it comes to these different mindsets is like, compare yourself to the person you were yesterday. Like stop trying to compare yourself to other people. Everybody's on a different path. You don't know their situation. You don't know what they're doing. If it's sustainable, how miserable they are, all of these different things that they're, that they're doing to get the results they have. Stay on your path. Like you could have a whole different, like you said, different stress levels than them. You could have a different, completely different lifestyle than them. Maybe they, they don't have like the craziest hours at work and like all, all these different stuff that allow them to, to get a little bit faster results or allow them to, to, you know, do a different type of plan than you can. Um, when you stay in your own lane and you start to gauge yourself against yourself, then you start to, to be able to grow a lot easier, I think, because it, it's just such a, such a more beneficial way to go about it. It's tough because you do see other people. And I find myself from time to time as well, like, like, oh shit, like this, this person's like way ahead of me. And then I like catch myself and I'm like, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't know what they've been doing, how much they've been working, how much, you know, like all these different things. So like, I, that's, that's the last thing I have just around that. That's the difference though, is you brought up a great point is you catch yourself in the process. I think people who are more dominantly based in a limiting mindset don't have the ability to catch themselves. If you're more on the growth side of it, you have that awareness, right? You've created that awareness, which means you're continuing to level up like going, oh man, that's one of those limiting beliefs again. And everything that we believe or feel to your point, doesn't mean that we have to buy into it. Like understand you're going to have some crazy ass thoughts, like understand you're going to have continuously limiting beliefs, that inner critic. I, somebody said this, I forget what I was listening to the other day, but they said this, they're like, we look at super successful people or people who were really ambitious to work towards or were inspired by. And we just think that they don't have those same thoughts. And like somebody even asked me too, like I've been lifting for so long. They're like, you just want to go into the gym every single day. I'm like, hell no. Like, no, absolutely not. Like the, the same thoughts that you're thinking, I think them too. I want to go stand in the cupboard and just crush Oreos and M&Ms. And sometimes I do. Right. But a lot of the times I catch myself, that's the difference, right? Is being able to understand, almost like take your body out of your current state and look at yourself a third person, unbiased, no judgment, where you're not caught up in your feelings emotionally. And it's so much easier to kind of judge and dictate and direct yourself in which direction to go. Uh, you brought up something too. And then I also like, uh, if you can see that book in the back, that yellow one right there is called The Alter Ego Effect. I don't know if you've read that one, but- Super cool book. It really highlights athletes and how they have the ability to kind of just flip this switch, shift their mindset into almost like this third personality, somebody who can get things done that they may not necessarily be on board with or have the confidence with, but all of a sudden they envision themselves stepping into those shoes and boom, now they become that person. They use the story of, um, Bo Jackson. So Bo Jackson, all of a sudden, as soon as he stepped over the line, his initial thought, he's like the nicest guy ever, like super cool, compassionate, calm, collected. And then all of a sudden he steps over the, the line and it's game time. He thought he was Jason, like the, you know, running around with a knife, like, you know, on Halloween, like stabbing people, right? Like, and he took the mindset and embodied that of just a cold killer, right? And so being able to do that, he's not associating himself with that. When he steps out of the lines, he can take his feet out of Jason's shoes and go, okay, I'm not Jason anymore. Like I'm Bo, I can walk around and, and be my normal self. And I think having the ability to do it, almost like gamify it, uh, will allow you to go leaps and bounds and stay in a growth mindset, despite the limiting beliefs still coming up and trying to keep you and hold you back into a fixed mindset. I think it's a skill that's developed. I think the people who are more advanced are obviously way better at it. And it's not to say that all of a sudden you completely eliminate limiting beliefs and you're all, all of a sudden a hundred percent in a growth mindset. I think people will have spurts of that and you'll go through temporary phases of that, but understanding and knowing that that inner critic is going to be hanging out, chilling on your shoulder, waiting for you to slip, trying to get you to slip. It's on us, whether we want to listen to it and how long we want to pay attention to it for. And I think the quicker ability you have to, to your point, to assess and pull yourself out of that current situation and scenario and not attach your feelings and emotions to your current state and just go, do I have to buy into that? Is that true? And you kind of just start to question things and you go, no, 
I do have belief that that's not true. And I do have evidence that that's not true. I have shown up for the last three days for myself for my workout. So despite today me not feeling uh, like I want to get into the gym today, I don't have to believe that. I don't have to believe that I have no energy, that I feel like shit, that I'm tired, that I'm lazy, that I'm labeling myself with all of these. I might be those things, but I don't have to believe them. I can get in there. I just proved myself the last three days. I just got my workout in, right? And so when you start to shift your mind like that and you start to be in more control and intentional, man, the game gets really fun. And, and I like to see, this is the thing that lights me up with clients when they start to see it, when they start to get these sort of intangibles and, and these things click for them. And, and they're like, oh, I see what you're talking about. When I jumped in your program, I didn't know we were going to talk so much about belief in self and mindset and crush uh, limiting beliefs and, and false expectations right out of the gate. Well, yeah, it's the reason of why you currently have your current circumstance and outcome that you have that you're frustrated with is because what's locked in your mind right now. And as soon as we can just eliminate that and kick it out, man, and they, they understand like, okay, it's never going to be this binary thing. You're going to have stints of it where you like, things are firing on all cylinders, right? And like, you feel like you're in hundred percent in the growth mindset and you may be temporarily, but guess what? Like soon as that sun shines for a little bit, the rain's coming at some point. I think it's just really big on how we deal with it and, and how we approach it is going to be really uh, what dictates the progression forward and, and how much you let it affect you. I love it, dude. Yeah, I think that that's all amazing. And I would say like just on those situations of when you don't feel great, the bad thoughts start to come in your head. Maybe the emotions start to stir up in you like you start to get some of these emotions that some people deem as like bad when there's just, there's just emotions. Right. And I think when you understand that you take a step back, one of the things that's helped me, cause I've, I've been somebody in the past, I used to feel like a fraud because like I would just, just always go into my emotions, right? It's like, Oh, I, I'd go eat and I go do this and I go do that. And like, I, I would fall into my vices because of that. But one thing that's really helped me first off was when I dug into my past a lot, started digging into a lot of the things I didn't feel good about, but also just having a situation, just slowing down, right? Like I think sometimes when you're just going so fast and you think you, you then you start to make these split decisions, right? Instead of like, which can get you out of that growth mindset. If you continue, if you make these split emotional decisions, as opposed to slowing down, like something comes up for me, like the other day, I was just not feeling my, like myself. And I was like, instead of the normal Alex in the past would have been like food, right? Like food, like where can I get something that's going to make me feel good in the moment, right? The new Alex is like, take a step back. Why am I feeling this way, right? Digging into these emotions. And in this scenario, I was able to figure out, I didn't feel like myself because I, I didn't feel like I had direction for the day. Like I had a few things I really wanted to get done, but I was waiting on somebody to, to send something to me to get them done. And so I was like, I can't control that. Right. And so I was able to kind of get down to the root of why I was feeling that way. I, I was like, I can't control that. So I can move on with my day. And then from there, I ended up getting sent the stuff. I ended up finishing the things my day went on. And so like, but without like digging in into the root cause of the stuff and really digging into the emotions, the thoughts, all of these different things, I would have never been able to move forward. So I think like you said, having tools and tactics to be able to like push through these type of days where you don't feel good, you don't feel like yourself, you're having a tough day, a tough week, you know, going to things like journaling, maybe meditation, maybe, you know, you go on a walk, whatever you find that works best for you to, to be able to, to deal with some of these tough days in a way that's going to allow you to move forward in a way that's going to serve you because it can be really, really frustrating when you deal with these different, these, these rough thoughts or these rough emotions by going to food and by going to, you know, maybe alcohol or by going to drugs or whatever you you tend to move towards in response to stress. Because everybody generally has something until you develop the tactics and tools to deal with it. And that's not to say that there's going to be times when you do fall victim to, to those emotions and to those thoughts and that you fall back into some of those old patterns. But the more that you can chalk up a win by just taking a step back and finding, you know, giving yourself some breathing room to create space between you and the emotions and the thoughts to actually make a more like rational decision instead of an emotional decision, it's going to be a lot better. And I think on that topic as well, with the wins, I talked about wins, Baron, and two things on wins since I'm on it. First, 
define wins. You talked about expectations and I was thinking about this at the start. Define what a win is to you. I've been huge on this for a little while. And I think that it comes from me defining wins in the past as these huge accomplishments for me, like winning awards, you know, the big accomplishment of, for me, you know, quitting alcohol, you know, getting sober, all of these like big things that I thought of like, Oh, like winning state in baseball or like, you know, like all these things, like it's like, that's what a win is to me. And then it's, it's tough to live up to those because it's just, those are so few and far between. So if you can start to define a win like I do, and I'm not saying you got to adopt this, but I think it's a great, good one to think about as anything that moves you forward in the direction of your goal or anything that moves you forward for me towards the best version of myself or towards my own true full potential. Like that is what I think of as a win. So when you think of it that way, it's like, Oh, drinking water is a win. Eating quality foods is a win. Going on a walk, brushing your teeth is a win. Having a conversation with a loved one is a win. Like all of these things are wins because they do move you towards a better version of yourself or towards your goals. And the second thing on wins is acknowledging them at the end of the day. I think a lot of us thrive on validation. You know, I, I, I thrive on acceptance, validation. It's something I've realized has been deeply ingrained and something that's led me to a lot of the vices and a lot of addictions that I've had throughout my life. And so when I've started doing this over the last few months is at the end of the night, I close my eyes and I visualize all my wins for the day. You know, I visualize, oh yeah, I meditated. Oh yeah, I drank some water in the morning. Oh yes, I, I did my gratitude. I, I did all these different things. Oh yeah, I, I hugged my dog. Oh, I hugged my parents. I, I had a conversation with them and I spent some time connecting with them. Like all of these different things that we don't think about can be huge things and they can allow you to start validating yourself, which I think is huge because there's not always going to be people around that are going to validate you. Everybody's kind of worried about their own shit. They're not really that worried about you. And so when you can understand that like you can be the source of validation for yourself and you can really unlock yourself to move forward, I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, dude, that's so important. I think that's key. I hope people heard that. Is you have to validate for yourself to further give yourself belief that you can actually do this and continue to, to move in the right direction. I think when we just go through the motions and you don't take that extra two, three, five minutes, 10 minutes at the end of the day to validate and confirm like, yes, that limiting side or that limiting belief is going to want to just look at everything that didn't go right that day, right? By default, I think that's what our subconscious is, is it's just going to look at what's already programmed. What do I normally think about? Well, I normally think about how stressed I am, what I didn't do today, what I need to do tomorrow because I didn't do it today, right? And your, your mindset's on that versus going, man, you know what? To Alex's point, I drank water today. One of my meals today, I prioritized. I had single ingredient whole foods. I actually made an intentional effort to go outside and walk for five to 10 minutes, right? Those are all positive wins, like stack them in that category. And you're further going to give yourself actual hard, tangible evidence and belief in self that you're like, man, I'm not making these leaps and bounds, but I'm sure as hell moving in the right direction. And when you can get pumped on those, you will by default move in the right direction, right? It doesn't have to be like this huge, like broad jump towards the right direction. It's like, it can be small, it can be incremental. And when you do that, man, I think a great perspective and a great lens to look through this too, to help you out, to be better at this if you really struggle with it, is the second you wake up, I'm, it might sound cliche, but I'm extremely grateful that I have air in my lungs. And so everything from there is, is additional. It's extra credit, right? So anything that happens that's good in the day, I mean, I'm talking about really small things, right? Like, damn, I got shoes to put on my feet, right? Like you got to think like that. And when you do that, everything will be upside for you and it'll become easy to win. So Alex's point, when you go and you assess at the end of the day and you just kind of validate everything and because yes we do thrive of, off of progress and we do need to confirm that for ourselves the game gets super fun because now you're stacking so many wins it's hard for you you actually have to look at where did i go wrong which is super important too right but now you're no longer dwelling in it like you were with that limiting mindset whereas like the only thing that you saw now it's like man i see so many wins i actually have to like look for where i have opportunity at i need to look for where i have where i need change whereas before it might have been the opposite you're like the limiting beliefs are easy to see. I, I'm seeing all the things I don't do and why I'm frustrated and why I'm stressed out and why I'm stuck. It's hard for me to see wins, right? And it's, it's why we've talked about it in the past. It's why we ask you guys who are our clients on our weekly check-ins, let me know three positive things. Let me know three non-scale victories that happened to you this week. And if you can't point three things out, like immediately, boom, 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 
there's an issue there, right? That's a mindset shift that needs to happen. That's why we ask you guys on a weekly basis, just to make sure you're in the right reframe to be able to have continued success going forward. So if you guys catch yourself in that moment where you're like, man, I don't feel like anything positive has happened to me this week. That should be a red flag, meaning like it should be screaming at you, meaning, man, I maybe I do have some opportunity there to make a mindset shift. Maybe I am being anchored down by my limiting beliefs. And if my goal is to have a growth mindset and move forward, maybe I do have a little bit of opportunity there. And when you have that kind of self-awareness, you ultimately become in control and things start to get really fun for you because the snowball is going to start to, you've been experiencing the other side of the snowball. The snowball can roll the other way very quickly, just in an instant, in a change, if you have the right mindset, and the, the right reframe. Um, when we were talking about limiting beliefs, I've seen how they can cripple people, how they can affect people really bad. And I'm sure you can think of some people off the top of your head or seen some circumstances, whether it's yourself or whether it's clients that you've dealt with or just people in general that have limiting beliefs. What are some of the things that you see that um, or some of the examples, like if somebody's not quite sure where they're at or if they are somebody who's kind of fixed, fixated in a limiting belief mindset, um, what are some of the things that they can kind of walk through or some of the steps to kind of assess where they're currently at? Like, what do you have your clients do to kind of see where they're at? Like, it might be obvious for you, but what if somebody was self-assessing and, and going, man, you know, where, where am I at right now? Like, what would you have them go through or, or your advice would be to them? Yeah, man, I think a lot of it just it starts with awareness of just digging in to some of the ways that you view things, some of the ways that you view yourself. And because that's that's where I would personally start with somebody is, is we, we need to get all of the, the different beliefs that we have out there, right? These different, like how, what do we have about, and I'd say like, there's like three different things, right? Or two different things, really. It's like beliefs that we have about ourselves, right? It's like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or, you know, I never succeed, right? I just never succeed with whatever I do. And then, you know, things with like weight loss or health goals, whatever goal that you're going at, you might have just a a view of that, that thing, like, of like, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. Like nothing, nothing ever works. Right. Like, you know, like no, nothing's ever going to work. If you've tried 10 different things, like it's easy to start adopting those type of things. So I would say the first step is always just getting the awareness of what you're dealing with. Right. If we have awareness of them, we can, we can figure it out. But then also the same, the second step for me is to, to really just start to look at the evidence and the facts of the whole situation. Cause I think with limiting beliefs, we can draw conclusions from like one situation that happened in our life, right? Like we have, we have one thing I, I had a def I've said this a few times on podcasts and stuff recently. I don't know where I've said it or who I've talked to about it, but I had this situation that I dug into in my past. And I realized this was almost like one of the roots of why I, I didn't put myself out there for a long time with different public situations. And it was, I had this situation where I had my friends ask out this girl for me when I was in like sixth grade, right? I was like, I was too scared to do it myself. I was a little scaredy cat. And I had my friends ask out this girl and she didn't recognize who I was. And I think it was cause my, everybody called me Wojo and they brought up like Alex. She's like, who the fuck's Alex, right? And so I viewed that as rejection, right? So I, I paired that to rejection. And then I stopped putting myself out in those situations, even though I didn't really put myself anywhere near out there. Right. I view that as rejection. I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to get close to that. That's, that's too much now. Right. And so, so like I, I drew this big conclusion and it led to years, probably like a decade of me, like not really doing anything. Cause I thought I just wanted to stay away from rejection. Cause I was like, that doesn't feel good. That type of feeling of failure and rejection is not good when we know, that that type of situation is something that allows us to grow. Right. And also that that didn't mean anything like what I thought it meant. And so I think that's what happens with a lot of people. So look at the evidence of the situation. Um, sometimes you might have some place where you failed and then you have 10 other similar situations where you succeeded, but, but you like, we have the negativity bias in our minds. So like we, we see that one situation and then we like wired in and wired in and we continue to, to view that videotape and, and really, kind of bring it up to ourselves like it happened a million times, right? We continue to, to bring that up. And so that's why I say step two is to really look at the evidence. Because a lot of times when you do that and you dig into your past and these different situations and the root of some of these beliefs, which can be difficult, it can be uncomfortable, it's not easy, it can take some time to get to, but you're going to uncover some things that are going to be like, oh shit, like 
I drew a big conclusion from this that didn't make sense. And then from there, we can go to step three and we can start actually just getting a new belief in that actually makes sense, right? Like we can look at the evidence and, and we can find a new belief around, you know, your success. You'd be like, you know, it's, I'm not going to succeed a hundred percent of the time, but I'm always going to put in effort, right? Like I'm always going to put a hundred percent effort in like some other different belief that we can kind of wire in. And I don't know if that's even a good, good example, but you know, use the evidence to figure out what makes sense for you as a new belief and something that like really resonates with you based on the facts of the whole situation. And then lastly, is just like continuing to remind yourself of it. Step four, remind yourself of it because it's a new belief, right? It's easy to go back into those old patterns. And so what I like to do is like, so I have like a vision board. It has different things on it. And I call it my manifesto and my clients, my, my clients who, who start with me, who have started with me recently, they start to get this. And it's a part of my program and it includes like a vision board and different things that, that I think are very beneficial when it comes to like visualization and stuff like that. But I, I personally put stuff like mantras and stuff on there. And so like, if I have certain things I want to remind myself of that I'm trying to wire in, I'll look at it every morning and in the evening. And so I'll wire that in. And so this could be something like that. It's like the new belief. You know, it's like, I want to wire this new belief in. So I'm going to say it to myself or I'm going to remind myself of it by looking at it every morning and evening just so that I can get an idea of, okay, that's right. Yep. We're going with this belief. We're not, we're not in the old system anymore. We're in the new system and the new belief system. And so those are the four steps I like to use around just limiting beliefs. Do you have anything else that you like to, to dive into there? Dude, I love that because I'm thinking of, as you're explaining it, the, I've never thought of it this way, but the, I've always thought of it similar, but this is exactly what popped in my head as you're saying that is no matter what time's going to continuously keep going. So I imagined as you're speaking that and going, let me look at and see what the evidence is. I imagine myself standing at like this conveyor belt and all of a sudden you imagine like you're at a factory, right? And let's say you're putting the tops on Coca-Cola bottles, right? Like everyone that comes by, you're just continuously putting the top on each one, each one you're doing it for hours. You're doing it for hours. Let's say you're doing your job for years, right? that motion is going to be ingrained in you and that's going to continue to go regardless no matter what now if we want to change that belief let's say we want to change the the flavor we want to change uh you know what brand it is or whatever it's going to continuously keep going and until you knock off one or two and then you start to change it over to sprite and start putting the caps on sprite like the cokes are going to continue to come but until you start to knock some of them off and go okay let's start to change this it's going to continue to repeat cycle and cycle. You told a story of when you were, I don't know what age you were, but you're like, man, I had this crippling belief where I was so scared to even talk to her. So my friends did. And so I took on rejection when it was something as small as just like a miscommunication that she didn't know who they were talking about. But it ingrained in my head, I was just like, here's this conveyor belt of going over like, oh, I got rejected. I got rejected. I got rejected. And so anything that comes up close to that in the future is going to continue to replay. Our, our brains are hardwired on that stuff if we let it. And the cool thing about it is we can change that conveyor belt at any time. We can just pivot. We can switch. And I think you, you put a great exclamation point on there is we can change all those things as much as we possibly want. And those are first the great initial steps after the acknowledgement, then making the initial change, but then reprogramming it every single day, daily, as if it is our new conveyor belt, as if it is our new normal, as if it is, you know, over and over repetition, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, man, you can really change it till that becomes your new normal. So just like the limiting belief of man, rejection, 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 like you can reprogram that and it's going to take some effort. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first because you're breaking that rhythm. You're changing that ongoing conveyor belt. So of course there's going to be some friction there. There's going to be a little bit of a transition process. But when you stick it out and you stick it out long enough, now all of a sudden, instead of that conveyor belt reading rejection, 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 you might think, man, confidence, confidence, confidence. You, you change it to whatever you want and it'll go on replay. Um, but I think that initial transition or that switch does take some effort. It is going to feel uncomfortable. It is oftentimes going to be the unknown. But I'll tell you this, as soon as you have that feeling, if you guys are in that position of where you're like, I feel the friction. It feels different. It feels uncomfortable. It kind of sucks. Like you're on the right path. That's exactly what you want. Cause chances are you're breaking whatever that limiting thing was before. That's just on repeat, you know, that's on your hard drive. That's ingrained there. Sometimes we got to do some mental gardening and we got to pull those weeds out. So if you can do that, 
it gets really cool. The other thing I wanted to share as an example too is uh, if you guys have heard the story with the baby elephant, the baby elephant with a stake in the ground and then a rope tied to its harness, it's fixated on a five foot rope and it can move in this three foot by three foot little circle, right? And they grow up and they're att constantly attached to this stake until one day they're an adult and finally they remove the stake away. But guess what? The elephant st still stays there as if they're in this three by three box, right? Even though the stake's gone, they're no longer attached to the harness. They're free to go but they've been locked by down by this limiting belief of for so long over and over and over that they've been stuck to this three by three foot little radius that they can walk in these little circles. And despite that being removed, there's a transition process in there, right? They've ingrained in their mind, their entire upbringing that, Hey, we got to stay within this three by three box. And when you do that, we do that to ourselves all the time. So understand soon as that you can take that pick out, you can take that harness off you can remove that. You can have the freedom, but trust me, your brain can still lock you down as if you're there. So if you don't make that realization and work into that transition to have a new, better version going into the future, it's going to be very difficult. I think the first step is just aware, be aware of it. Be aware that it's going on. You don't have to attach yourself emotionally to your feelings just because that's what you're thinking or that's what you see doesn't have to necessarily become your reality. If that's what it's been before, you can change it in an instant. You can change it immediately. And I think understanding that we have the power to do that is super, super crucial. Uh, if we don't, if we fail to see that power, that's a great opportunity, right? And so being able to create the awareness around that can make all the difference. So if you find yourself anchoring, if you're, you're still stuck to that stake and that three by three radius and you feel like you're pinned down, Understand you can remove that at any point and uh, you, you can have ultimate freedom and start moving in the direction that you want to. So I always think of that story with that baby elephant. Um, we've we've told the stories with the fleas in a jar, too. They only you put a lid on the jar. They only hop and jump to the lid of the jar. Soon as you take the lid off, they're still hopping to the height in the lid of the jar. Right. The lid's not there anymore. Right. You removed it. You have all this freedom. You can go any direction you want. But. If you let it, that those limiting beliefs, that inner critic will hold you down. Um, I think our ability to deal with it is going to get better and better the deeper and deeper you get into the process. And so it sounds like Alex has transitioned into his program right now and the new things that he's offering. If you guys aren't taking advantage of that, you are missing out because this is exactly what this guy's teaching in, in his program. And so he's gone through it, personal experiences and shared it and developed it and structured it. And if you're not diving in. Uh, I suggest you guys do that. So what else you got for us, man? I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I don't I don't got too much more. I think the last thing I just wanted to touch on, and I love all that in, in insight on the on those two. That's when you started talking about the elephant, I started thinking about the fleas as well. Just kind of putting almost like a glass ceiling on yourself, what a lot of people do there. But I would just say when it comes to the growth mindset, surround yourself with people that, that are in that mindset, right? I think we just we generally generally like adopt and then get infected by other people right their mindset their thoughts their feelings their emotions you can get infected by other people in that respect and so if you can surround yourself with people who are growing and who are trying to get to the next level and who are on the same path as you it's going to make it a lot easier for you to get infected by what they're doing and what they're feeling and the mindset that they have and then all of a sudden you know, you're, you're just growing and growing at a faster pace. Cause it's a lot easier to get pulled up when you're, when you're going with people that are, that are really like moving in the right direction and at a fast pace. So that's, that's the last thing that I would say on this. I mean, I feel like we could probably talk for hours on this topic. I, I got a lot of shit that, that we didn't even get to. I might have to do a part two for this one. Cause there's a lot of other things that we could go at, but uh, how about you? Any last things that you'd leave uh, the audience with? I think that's a great point that you brought up. And I totally forgot about that one, but that's one of the easiest ways that you can make shift and you can make changes, surround yourself, just change your environment, whether it's the, it, it, and oftentimes it might be the people that are closest to you. And it's, it might be one of the hardest things to do. Uh, but if you have goals, if you have ambitions to transition from your current state into a new and better state, it's really self-assessing and seeing where those anchors are at in your life. And oftentimes they might be the people that are closest to you. So as tough as it is, it's not saying you have to eliminate them. You never have to talk to them again. Uh, but instead of 
spending the majority of your time with them transition into new opportunities, things that feel uncomfortable, things that are in the environment or people who actually have or look like or experience or possess the things that you want just by default, by surrounding yourself with them, chances are you're going to speed up your process a lot quicker and it's going to be a lot more fun than you trying to do this solo and on your own, right? Get help, seek help, uh, advice from people who have been there, done it, have proven, have shown you physically that they know what they're talking about, that they have proven results. And if you surround yourself around that, you're just going to be a byproduct of it. Um, same goes for you'll be a byproduct of the circumstances that you don't want if you choose to surround yourself around that. So I think environment is huge. We didn't even really talk about that, but yes, absolutely. A hundred percent like environment is huge. Yeah. And I think we talked about it on a few other episodes. So I'd I didn't think that we needed to dive like extremely yeah. <laughs> into it because I think we did dive a little bit heavily into it on a few episodes ago, maybe around, I don't know if it was like the Q&A maybe or the motivation. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, do, we dove into it. So if you want to go back a few episodes, you'll you'll get a little bit more deep into that. But just know that like on that thing, just look around at who you're surrounding with and, and you can pick apart pretty quickly the negative influences, the people who are really fixed in their ways, the people who are probably dragging you down, like you said, anchors in, in your life, really like holding you back from where you want to be. And so if you really are true about growth, getting to the next level, achieving goals, that's probably the biggest thing you can do is is just like cut out, not cut out, but at least like uh, like really limit the people in your life that that are uh, that are pulling you back from from the really the life you want to live and the the goals that you're trying to achieve. And that can be the most uncomfortable thing to do. But if you really are true and, and you really are like serious about, about getting to where you want to be in life, like that's, that's an essential part of it. So that's what I got though, dude. I think this was really good. Like I said, I think we could do another, just a second one down the road and probably talk about a whole new can of worms on all of this, on all of this stuff. Cause I, I know I got a few other things on here that, that we didn't even get to, but I love the direction we went with it. So if you enjoyed this, you know, we're on a mission to, to just transform, help people transform their life, their mindset, health, fitness, nutrition, all of that stuff. And so please, if that resonates with you, if this episode resonates with you, make sure you share it, you subscribe, like all of this stuff so you can help us just continue to get this message out and this value out to, to other people who need it. Yeah. Also, if you guys have questions, reach out on any platform too. If you comment on YouTube, we'll respond to you guys on there. If you have questions, maybe we might pick and choose for future podcasts and episodes to come up and it, any platform, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. You can always subscribe, ask questions there. We're friendly. <laughs> We're not mean. So you can reach out to us. Uh, something resonated with you. Like Alex said, don't be afraid to share it with somebody who's close to you. You think could benefit from it. Thanks everybody. Hope you guys have a rest, good rest of the week. Thank you for taking the time to watch or listen to this. We truly appreciate you guys and we hope you have an awesome week. Let's go.